You can bust through concrete, but yet it takes some momentum to to get there. And I think that that is definitely the challenging part of a business owner is just every single day doing one thing that your tomorrow self will thank you that is contributing to building your team and building your systems building some processes and it just it takes time and it's a slow beginning it's not like you wake up and now you're a ceo and everything is is in place it takes time and it also evolves over time as well what you had made decisions about on day one you know on day let's say on day 180 or day 365, you might change your mind. You might have new insight that you want to implement into your business plan. Hey friends, I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast, a podcast for beauty industry providers and business owners that are wanting to level up their game to create a profitable career. If you're feeling stuck and you want more out of this industry, then join me as I share with you my strategies, lessons I've learned along the way, and how I overcame fear by shifting my mindset to build a healthy business. I built a solid book behind the chair, launched a bridal company, became a salon suite owner to most recently opening up a salon. As creative entrepreneurs, we need an education that empowers us and makes an impact on helping us raise our standards. My mission is to teach you how you can reach your goals quickly, build your books and your business faster, and master the framework for creating a successful and rewarding career. Thank you for joining me. Let's do this. Welcome to your Game Changer Podcast. Welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. Today, I wanted to do a Q&A based on the questions that I've been getting on our Facebook group page. Now, if you're not a part of the Facebook group page, make sure to uh, go to the show notes and you can find the link there. And this group really is for hairstylists who are looking to open up their own business, whether they want to be a salon suite owner, a booth renter, a commission uh, a commission salon owner or a salon owner that has booth rental. So in this particular group, I have everybody ask questions about what they are interested in learning more about. And so I wanted to take some of those questions and pull them into the podcast and answer some of these questions because some of them have definitely been repeated. So I'm hearing a lot of the same questions over and over again. And I really wanted to address them and uh, let you guys know what Jay says. So um, the first question is about client retention, how to increase your client retention. Now, client retention basically is how many clients that are coming into your salon and how many of them are not returning or are returning, right? So it's really important that we are tracking that to see what we're doing right now behind the chair, is it working? So this question really isn't necessarily for salon owners, but really how we can coach our team and what we as hairstylists behind the chair should be doing in order to maintain and increase your client retention. So industry standards say that only 35% of clients are actually returning back to the salon so from their first visit so we really want to peel apart the layers of what is happening during that first visit that is either causing them to return 
or causing them not to return. And I really believe that it's about how we are communicating with our client, such as what are we doing prior to their service, prior to their visit? Are they getting sent a reminder that they have an appointment? When they come into the salon, what does it look like? What does it smell like? Is there an area that they could be sitting and relaxing when it's time for them to go back to the salon chair Are people guiding them over to the chair? You know, I think that when somebody first comes into the salon, they don't know your space. They don't know where the restroom is. They don't know where to hang their purse, where they should hang their coat. They're confused and they're just uncertain, right? And so it's our job to really create a space that's opening and welcoming to that guest and that we are guiding them of where they need to go in our salon. It's about being hospitable to that guest, right? And it's about the communication of, of showing them where everything is at, making sure that they're comfortable. And then before getting into the hair portion of it or skincare or whatever you're doing, that we really need to focus on that consultation about communicating. You know, I think in my mind that clients, they don't return for two different reasons. Either one, they didn't connect with that stylist from the start, or two, they didn't feel like they were heard. They didn't feel like that stylist was listening to their needs. I think that in the beginning stages, as you are building your skill, your craft, and your clientele, people will return if if they received an a okay haircut it was an okay facial but they will return if they felt that connection with their stylist if they felt that connection with their esthetician so it's important that we really hold sacred the consultation portion of the service and that we're really listening to what they why they came into your salon you know why why did they leave their last salon? Chances are they've been to other places unless they've been doing their own hair their whole life, which maybe, but I'm going to guess and bet that they've been other places. And what is it that they did not like? You know, there definitely is a red flag if people are saying, I never like my hair. I never like my hair when I go anywhere, right? I feel like they maybe they just either have unrealistic expectations maybe they just didn't have that stylist communicate with them of what is really possible to do with their hair maybe they've never been educated on how to take care of their hair or what to use it's important to understand their experience and the past that has caused them to bounce around from salon to salon and there's nothing wrong with also saying you know if this person's con- consistently unhappy to maybe have a conversation about that you know and let them know I sincerely want you to love your style that we are giving you today however I'm very concerned considering that you've never been happy with your hair and and I want you to be happy with your hair however I'm afraid that maybe I won't be able to make you happy either so it's important to communicate that with them um, as far as how you feel about the situation as well because our goal is yes to make them happy and feel good inside and out but we also want to make sure that we're setting up the right expectation during that consultation as far as what we're capable of doing for them right oftentimes clients are showing us pictures and maybe they have two hairs on their head and this particular picture is 
uh, maybe photoshopped, maybe there is clips pushing the hair out in the back. Maybe there's hair extensions that this model is wearing or person is wearing. And so we have to think about, okay, can we even do this for this guest? Instead of just being that yes stylist, we really need to have that open communication with the guest to let them know what are we, what are we, what's possible for today? What can we do today to get you as close as possible to your goal? Now, the next thing that's super important when it comes to retention is our attention to the guests, our attentiveness, right? And I think that throughout the day, if most hairstylists, they tend to have a little ADD and oftentimes we're very easily distracted. We're distracted by the music. We're distracted by our phones. We're distracted by the teams. We're distracted by new clients or existing clients coming in the door. People want to purchase retail. People want to rebook appointments, schedule an appointment, have questions. There's constantly going to be distractions and things that are pulling you away and your attention away from the guest. But it's really important to have the right dialogue and communication when those distractions happen. Um, there is many distractions throughout the day. So, but I think that if we need to be pulled away, that we say, you know, I apologize, I need to step away for a moment, and then thanking them for their patience. Um, and it's just really important that you don't get pulled away too much because then they're gonna be feeling like the value and the quality is not there. So it's really important that we really have them as our main focus. I think pre-COVID, we did a lot of double, triple booking, and I don't think we're seeing that as much, but what can we do to protect the service so they do not feel like they're being shuffled from stylist to stylist or chair to chair? And making sure that your whole team is on board with how you are going to be creating this special service for this special guest to make sure that they feel important the whole time. And I think that if you create a culture too where everybody's on board with serving each other and serving the clients as a team, really creates a beautiful atmosphere and an environment and experience for that guest. The guest wants to feel important. The guest wants to feel that you are paying attention to them and that what they say matters and that being having them there matters, right? I believe that we always need to be serving, having that servant mentality. So if you're needing a shampoo or a blow dry, you know, the clients see our behavior. The clients see our reaction when someone else asks us to help with a guest. And so being really aware of your surroundings and aware of how you are responding to your team in front of people is really important because if you give an eye roll or your body language kind of like slumps over, other people see it and they think, wow, I must be quite the nuisance here, right? And you never want a client to feel that way. So always be serving throughout that guest experience and that your team is on board with that as well. And I think that when when I say always be serving, you know, what other services can we be offering the guest? Because if a guest is being offered, let's say, a rosé or a neck and shoulder massage or a deep conditioning treatment, and the other clients in the salon are not being offered any of that, then they're going to feel like they've been gypped on their experience. They want to feel extra special and that you are serving them and paying attention to all of their needs. And so think of all the different ways that you could be 
um, elevating this guest experience because that's going to create great retention. And it's not just new guests. I mean, think about all your your loyal existing clients. If they have never been offered any of those things and they see only your new clients are being offered this, then they're going to feel like they're not valued and that maybe she only values or he only values the new people coming in the space. But in reality, that existing client has probably spent $10,000 a year with you and they really need to be valued and be served as well. So always have the mentality of being a servant. Now, another thing that I think is really important when it comes to guest uh, guest retention is creating goals for their beauty needs. The clients want to feel like you want them to come back for a reason, right? So what kind of goals can we create for their beauty needs that they're excited before they even leave the salon? They're excited about their next visit. Next time we're going to get you a little brighter. Next time we're going to, you know, maybe they're growing their hair cut out. Next time we're going to create this new angle and layers in the shape of your style. And you're going to create more fullness. And next time when you come in, Um, bring your hair tools and I'm going to show you how to style your hair, right? I think that it's just really important that you give them something to look forward to for the next visit. Even when they're taking home products, right? They're excited that they're going to be maybe using a deep conditioning treatment at home every single week. And so the goal for that guest is strengthening their hair, getting it back into the healthy condition. And so you're going to be analyzing the health condition for their next visit, right? What is so exciting about why they should be coming next? So as far as increasing client retention, Start really analyzing and thinking about what are you doing for the guest service and for the guest experience with all of your clients. That's how you increase your client retention because you're paying attention to your actions and those good actions that you're putting forward, the results will be you have a higher guest retention. All right, next question. Um, What is the most challenging part of being a business owner? Well, I have only let's say 30 minutes for this podcast so I'm only going to give you a few but being a business owner has a lot of pros and cons and I think the biggest one and and I think each person will say something different but I would have to say the biggest challenge of being a business owner is the mindset your mind can tell you false narratives um, on a daily basis right that maybe you're not qualified or you're not good enough, maybe that you don't know enough. And I think that daily practices of of affirmations can really help shift your mindset um, to know that you are you are in the right position and that you got this and that you know what you're doing. And I think that in the very beginning stages and even after being a business owner for a few years now, that you're your mindset is a constant thing that you need to strengthen. And the best way that I can think of strengthening strengthening your mindset is being very cautious about who you are surrounding yourself with. Who are you spending the most time with is essential to whether or not you have a sound mind or a weaker mind. And so being uh, aware of your surroundings, listening to great podcasts like this one and 
uh, reading great books of other business owners and leaders in our industry, it's going to help put you in a good mindset. Um, and so I think that is probably the most, the biggest challenge of being a business owner and stepping into that CEO role is just making sure that you are constantly on a daily basis, nurturing your mind, your body, and your soul with good, positive um, information and education and inspiration, because it's not about you as a business owner. It's about what you are contributing and making an impact to on your community and the team that you are building um, and the clients that you are serving, right? So it's it's not about you. It's about shining the light on other people. Um, another challenging part about b- being a business owner is in the beginning stages, just getting that momentum. You know, it's, I I love quoting John Maxwell and he talks about momentum is like a train and a, a train, um, can really bust through a concrete wall when it's going, um, you know, 40 miles per hour. But if a train is still on a track and it's not moving forward and there is just one block of uh, a brick on the track, it can't move at all. And so you can bust through concrete, but yet it takes some momentum to to get there. And I think that that is definitely the challenging part of a business owner is just every single day doing one thing that your tomorrow self will thank you that is contributing to building your team and building your systems, building some processes. And it just, it takes time and it's a slow beginning. It's not like you wake up and now you're a CEO and everything is is in place. It takes time and it also evolves over time as well. What you had made decisions about on day one, you know, on day let's say on day 180 or day 365, you might change your mind. You might have new insight that you want to implement into your business plan. And that is okay because you are the CEO and you are allowed to change your mind and you are allowed to um, do things differently, right? So if you don't like it, you got to change it. Otherwise, it could be a spiral downhill from there. The next thing of being challenging part of being a business owner is the learning curve of doing all the things. So in the very beginning, there is a lot of moving parts, creating your website, um, building up your email list, um, knowing how to be uh, affluent with reading reports, whether it's in your QuickBooks or discussions with your attorney or your lawyer. And it's definitely a learning curve to know the dialogue of it. It takes time. It takes being around the the right people and carving out time to actually understand it. Now, you don't have to be an accountant. You don't have to be an attorney. You have to hire the right people who are willing to teach you what you need to know, but but give yourself grace because you don't need to know it all. You just need to have the right people in place to help coach you. Um, I think another challenging part of being a business owner is learning to let go and relying on your team. I think that when you have the right people in place, they are more qualified and probably even desire a, a bigger role within your business. And I say in the beginning, doing all the things because that's probably all we have to afford and we're relying on ourselves. But that's just not sustainable. 
And so when you have the team in place and you're growing your team and coaching your team on everything that you know, it's time that you stop doing all the things and rely on your team to help you get through the daily uh, tasks of business ownership. And, you know, I think that it's important to work with your team and find out what do they like? What are they good at? Because as a business owner, we don't have to be good at everything. But what we need to be really focused on is just being a good leader. And, you know, once you have those systems and processes in place, you can really um, take a seat back and be able to focus on your team and lift them up to where they need to be and grow them. Because remember, it's not about you anymore. It's about that team. I think a challenging part of being a business owner is is just getting out of your own way. You know, we we want that control, we want that um we we want to be the the number one person in the business, but it's just not that way. I think, you know, we are the ones that are holding ourselves back in our own business. And so the as soon as we can to start stepping away the chair as a hairdresser and really getting into that CEO position, that's when magic happens. That's when the beauty of the business starts to evolve and expand. And it's important that we just need to, you know, let it go and focus on your team and growing your team and just know that you can't do it all. You can't wear all the hats, you know, you have to learn how to delegate. Um, And last but not least, as a business owner, having courageous conversations. I think that it's definitely a learning curve and, you know, you have to pick and choose your battles, but when it comes to your brand and your business, you have to think about making things right. And sometimes there's going to be difficult conversations that you'll have with your team or the people that you've hired. Maybe it's your attorney, maybe it's your your accountant, that when situations feel not right or unsettling, that you have to just have those conversations with people, those courageous conversations. Um even when it comes to clients, maybe it's setting boundaries where it's like, look, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't take care of you anymore. And I think that it's important to have those courageous conversations of like, I am accepting text messages between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Outside of that, I'm not responding to you. So I just want to let you know if you need immediate assistance, it's only between this time and this time, right? I mean, how often are you guys getting uh, text messages or emails at 1 a.m. about somebody's hair? It's like good grief. I think that it's just really important that um, we're setting those boundaries and we're having those courageous conversations to making sure that we're building the business that we dream of and know and desire that it should be. Okay, um, the next question I got, uh, I'll, I'll just uh, say both of them because they're pretty close, but one is how to keep clients motivated and excited to return and filling my schedule weekly. And then another question very similar was, was um, I would love to be more busier and gain new clients. So my first question is, I want to know, what are you doing to market yourself? I think that it's not 
it's not 100% up to the business to be marketing you, but it's up to you to be promoting your skills and getting your clients on board with how you want to fill your books. So what are you doing to market yourself? Are you active on social media? Are you um, creating reels, creating videos, posting um, great content that's educational and informational? Um, You know, if you're just only posting once in a blue moon, then your your feed is not going to be on the front of your your guest mind or new guest mind. So it's really important that you are staying active and consistent as possible on social media or the platforms that your target market is going to be at. Your target market is that person that you want and love to have in your chair. So Staying active on social media. And uh, one of the things I always talk about is um, Facebook groups. There is constantly people, at least in my area, every single day, multiple times a day, people are asking, who does hair? Who specializes in curly hair? Who does hair extensions? Where can I get my facials done? Where should I get my nails done? There are people constantly throughout the day, every single day on Facebook asking, looking for somebody just like you. But if you're not active on social media, and if you're only using social media for your own entertainment, then you're missing out. Um, And I think that it can feel daunting if you're not using social media to your advantage. So carve out 20 minutes every day, maybe it's a certain time, and get on social media and start promoting what you do and who you do it for. And I would say also be active in your community. Your community needs to know who you are and what you do. And especially if you're new in the business, nobody has no idea who you are. They have no idea. And so you have to be out there in your community, serving your community. Maybe you do volunteer work. Uh, Maybe you connect with other business owners. So being active in the community, being active on social media, those are great ways that you can um, become more visible, which is something I teach in my um, salon CEO system group. And it's just really important that, hey, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So if you're questioning why are my books not fill, full, then I'd be, be asking, well, what is your effort? What are you doing that is contributing to you, your, your schedule not being full, right? Um, what about the current clients that you're serving? You know, we either, we either have to see more clients or we need to be charging more, right, to, to make ends meet. So if you're looking to fill up your schedule with more clients, um, I think that's great, but what about the clients that are already sitting in your chair? Are you offering additional services to them? If At this point, if you have gaps in your book, you have time to offer them. Maybe doing a lengthier consultation, maybe a longer shampoo. Maybe you want to even offer them a complimentary conditioning treatment. And once they experience the benefits of that, then they're going to be more inclined to come into their next visit and ask for the same conditioning treatment that you um, offered them for free their last visit, right? What can we do today that will, one, add great value to their experience, 
but maybe open up different opportunities for them to have different services that they'd like to purchase in the future. Give them something to talk about. Give them something that they can share with their friends and say, oh, my last experience at the salon, she had extra time and she gave me a 10-minute scalp massage, neck massage, hand massage at the shampoo bowl. And I had such a, a rough week that week and it just made my day. Can you imagine how many of those girlfriends, one, would be totally jealous of that girl's experience, but two, they're going to say, give me her name. Give me her card. I got to see this girl too, right? That extra effort that you put in will create, will recre- will create amazing results. It's about constantly planting good seeds. And why? It's the right thing to do. You want to wow your guest, right? And if you love that particular client that's in your chair and that she's just a great person, she tips well, she buys products, she asks great questions, she always loves what you do for her behind the chair, I bet she's got friends who are just like her too, right? If you are the equivalent to the five people you spend the most time with, she's got to have some great girlfriends who are just like her. And you need to be asking them for referrals, right? You know, it's as easy as just saying while you're cutting her hair, right? Cutting or coloring. And you could just say, sincerely, Mary, I love doing your hair. Can you do me a favor? If you have girlfriends who are just like you, can you send me their way? Send me their way because I just really enjoy doing your hair and I wish all my clients were like you. I mean, one that would make her feel extra special and good that you genuinely enjoy her company and that you enjoy her coming in, I think that we need to ask for the referrals and we need to make sure that they they feel valued, you know, maybe offer them something in return, whether it's a free eyebrow wax or a deep conditioning treatment, whatever it is that you want to offer them for a referral, make sure that they know that, right? Most clients, they, they don't know. More clients are inclined, and we all know this is true, they're, we're all more inclined to be talking about a negative experience, we're never going to go back because this was terrible, it was a terrible experience, right? Versus I had a wonderful experience. But you really have to make it worth their while to speak about you and, and, and praise you for what you do, right? Even reviews are great. I think that, um, yes, Mary could tell some of her girlfriends and some of them might come in, but what if Mary left a review? I think people are really inclined on Google and Yelp to see those reviews and say, oh, this Mary lady said that she had an amazing experience and that her um, stylist spent additional time with her and really showed her how to do her hair at home and gave her uh, a deep conditioning treatment and her hair felt never felt so good. Right. I think when people see that and read that review, they're like, oh, I got to go see this Jennifer artist and um, get myself in that salon with her, too, because I want to feel that way. Right. You definitely want your clients to be singing your praise and it's important to ask them. Right. So that's really my hot tips on how to get them, how to get your your uh, schedule full And as far as being motivated and excited, it goes back to that client retention too. You have to be talking about what's going to happen next with their hair um, and what their goals are. Always have a goal in mind, get them excited about their next visit, whether even that if it's talking about um, an event that's coming up, but they got a 
baby shower, bridal shower, engagement party, bachelorette party. They Everybody's got something going on, something important. Maybe it's a big um, interview that they have or uh, they have a dance coming up. Anything that you can com- have a conversation about during their service that you can really hit home on and say, because you have this going on, make sure that you are coming back in in five weeks because your hair's got to be perfect for this event. They, of course, want to look their best for their all of their life big moments, right? And so it's our job to make sure that we are holding them accountable to come back in and making sure that they can rely on you as the beauty expert for them. So that is my hot tip there. And so make sure that you guys join the free Facebook group. And if you have any questions, please ask away. I'd love to do these Q&As more. And I hope that you enjoyed this. So I'd be interested to find out if this was helpful to you. Do me a big favor and leave a review. Make sure to subscribe so you get notifications when new podcasts drop. And if you'd love to work more with me, I do offer one-on-one coaching. And stay tuned because the Salon CEO Systems will be launching again in another month. So make sure to keep posted on that. Hey friends, thanks for being a part of the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast. If you liked this episode, make sure to subscribe. And if you love this podcast, I would so appreciate to get a review from you. And there's more ways that we can connect as well. Send me a voice message and tell me where you're at in your business and how I can help you through this podcast. Thanks so much for being a part of this. And until next time, you can be the game changer. Thank you.